Hello. Oh, hi, Chris. Hello. So, welcome to Ferry Unfiltered. That was my smooth jazz voice there, Mandy. Did you like that? Oh, I loved it. Thank okay. you for having me. That's okay. We better introduce you. You're quick off the mark there. I haven't even told them who you are. <laughs> right, so I have Mandy Sang, and Mandy is owning, uh, does own, the famous company Sense Influence. Hello. Hello. Right, let's go for it, mate. Okay. Show's your mug. Oh. There you go. Nice. That dives us right in. Now, if you are listening on Spotify and um, SoundCloud, you won't have a clue what we're talking about. But if you're watching on YouTube, you get to see Chebs in a cup. Wow. <laughs> it's not even past the watershed, Chris. Come on. Oh, sorry. We put it as X-rated, so you're okay. <laughs> My cup looks pure shite now. Like, I've got like an Iron Man mug with a chip in it. You, need to, get, it you need to get either a Chebs mug or... I don't know, a Bobby mug or something. No, I don't want a Bobby mug. <laughs> Do not. Not allowed to say that. <laughs> you can say that is fine. It's fine. I'm gonna find you one now. That's my mission. I, I generally do not want a Bobby anywhere near my mouth, so I'm fine, <laughs> mate. So it's fine. God sake, we've started off well today, haven't we? I know, but it's me. You knew, you knew it was gonna happen. Oh, I knew. To be honest, I don't even know this woman. No, I mean, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, so me and Mandy go well back. I mean, Mandy is beautiful. She's smart. She's intelligent. I'm just reading my phone here, the list of things you ask me to say, Mandy. Um, just make sure you get them all in. Is that, I don't, I'm kidding. Let's go for it, right? <laughs> So, obviously, um, getting you on the show, I, I love what you do. I think it's brilliant. I think it's, again, like following the rest of the podcast, I think it's inspiring. I think you're a very inspiring woman. Um, I would love for the guests to know more about your business and I'd also love them to know more about why and the reasons behind you starting. I love a good story. You know I love a good story. You but do. I love a good you're a good reason and the thing is I think your company is very, very you should be very, very proud of it. So let's go for it. What do you do, Mandy? What do I do? So I am essentially I'm a bra fitter. Um I fit boobs, fit boobs, fit bras. Um so yeah, I have a lingerie company and I specialise in post-surgery and mastectomy fittings. Um, and I've been doing that for the past three years now. Maybe. So it's something that I am very, very passionate about. Um, and that's mainly because of experiences um, that have happened sort of within my family and with my mum. Um, so I'll start, where do I start? I'll start with the fact that I've always been interested in lingerie right so for me it's always been a big I know for some people they're like how how do you get into that but I don't know it's just something that I've always been really interested in and really intrigued by so this is me going way back this is me starting on a tangent already no it's good though because see when you say lingerie I mean you're just going to have people going like what what do you mean and then it's like there is more to lingerie, I mean, there is. I, I see that like I'm a pure connoisseur. Like, I don't want people to start thinking I'm a pure treat, by the way. Oh, it's the but uh, no, but after speaking to you, there is there's actually a lot more about it. You actually explained very well to me, being a gym owner, about female members and training. Like, that yeah. was a, that was a whole concept that I didn't even consider. And like, as a guy, well, I suppose you don't, but then you you explained it very, very well, and you're like, actually, that's that's actually pretty smart. So you could actually get more out of your training by wearing the right like bra, for instance. Massively. So, there you go. Yeah. Um, but basically, I, 
I was actually thinking about this today and what I was going to say and something I've probably not really told people but I remember when I was younger and I was really young and I remember getting this um mini mouse crop top that's this is how young I was right, okay. and I remember it being lilac and it had stripes and there was like the tiniest bit of lace on it and I just remember thinking oh my god this is so pretty and I right. was so young at the time but that's always stuck in my head and ever since then I've always just really thought I don't know I've always just been into really like nice underwear not in like a kind of creepy pair everywhere but I've always appreciated it mm-hmm. yeah. and that always went into my teens and even in, when I was a teenager like for my birthday my friends would buy me underwear um rather than you know most teens are probably asking for like, a bottle of Glen's vodka and whatever else like but I'm like oh yeah can you get me bras and pants please um <laughs> so anyway that goes into my teens and then um when I was 13 my mum was diagnosed with breast cancer okay and this is kind of that's kind of what's led me to what I'm doing today um so at 13 when my mum was going through that I was probably shielded from quite a lot Mm -hmm. and I didn't really know the full extent of what was actually happening at the time but a few years went by and got to about the age of maybe 16 17 and that's when my mum asked me to help her try and find some some bras. So my mum had had a mastectomy. Okay. So I start helping her. I'm, I'm looking online, trying to find mastectomy bras. And it was really hard. Really, really hard. And we ordered a ton of bras from, I think there was only like a handful of sites available at the time. Um, okay. And it was very limited. But we I remember ordering loads. And we ended up sending them all back and we didn't know where to go, um, who to ask for advice, anything. We were kind of left to our own devices. And I just remember thinking, it shouldn't be this hard. You know, it really shouldn't be this difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, For women who haven't had surgery, we take it for granted that we can walk into a store and buy a bra that fits us and we don't have to worry about too much you know, or we can go online and buy bras that fit us and not have to think about other things. And for women who have had surgery, that unfortunately is just not the case. And it certainly it certainly wasn't the case back then. So that was going back to 2002. Um, so anyway, that always stuck with me. And I just remember thinking, this isn't right. And I need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. And I remember speaking to my, my younger brother at the time, and I'm like, this isn't fair. This isn't fair. Mum shouldn't have to go through that. I'm going to do something about this one day. Um, and you know that way when you're a teenager, like, or a late teen, you think you can take on the world and you're going yes. to take the world because you just feel such an injustice. Aye, totally. Um, so that's kind of where I was at. And I went to uni, studied marketing um, and business. I did my dissertation on womenhood surgery um, the, the buying behaviour of women who had surgery for breast cancer. Wow. And I loved it. I had focus groups, um, different studies, and it kind of ignited like a fire in my belly. Good. So I didn't really do anything with it at that point. So finished uni and I went and got a job and I ended up in new product development for hair and beauty products. Um, so I was taking the products from concept to shelf and I loved that job, mm-hmm. but I remember you doing that. It was never, it was never my dream job. 
and I always remember, and I don't know if you've ever had this as well, Chris, but see, being your own boss, I feel like it's something that's either in your bones or it's not. 100%. And you know from an, you know from an early age, like, whether that's where you're going to end up or not. Aye. It's, you, this is, a, I, I completely agree with you. Um, it was what you said just there, like, it was like something you always remember that makes you go, I'm going, I always remember being in Latin. I was mm -hmm. in Latin and they were doing a member for the millennium and they says write down and I get chose to be one of them to write down this case thing that we're putting in the ground of Elsal Academy and this is what you're going to do when you're older and I says I'm going to have something with my name over the door they went you mean I was just going to say ferry and they went what's it going to do and I went I don't know and they went but what's it going to do I was I don't know I says but it's going to say very something that's going to do something she's like you need to have it I was like I don't know yet but I'll, I'll find something and I knew this and it was like my nono and all that were all self-employed my dad didn't want to be self-employed it just wasn't he didn't want to be but he seen what my nono and that went through and that's my other grandparents weren't self-employed so it was like went through my nono skipped a generation they went back and then you've got myself and Kirsten that are self-employed. Do you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. no, I mean, okay, but I think this is, this is good. I'm loving this. I'm loving you being on. Go, keep going. <laughs> so, um, I remember going for job interviews and, you know, they all, you always get that question, where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> and yes. see, in my head, it was always not bloody well working for you. Anyway. <laughs> that's what I was like. <laughs> you think you're one of your ones? <laughs> where thought, do you aspire to go in the company? No, uh -huh. anyway, no, no use. You know I mean, and I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, right, okay, I can't say that because I'm trying to get a job and I need money. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your wish for now? Um, so I always just end up ended up making up some bullshit answer of, oh, I hope to, you know, get to management level and this, that, and all that pish, basically. And I didn't believe a single word of it, if I'm yeah. honest. Um, but yeah, and I always remember that, and um, I, I was in that job. Um, or in that sort of industry for about five years. Okay. And then towards the end, I just wasn't very happy. You know, I was kind of, I'm sort of, I'm the type of person where I like to look for opportunities and I like to do things better and see if there's a better way of doing things. I think you should do them. Oh, and see. See, when you're, see when you're at a certain level in a company and you're supposed to be a yes person. I'm not a yes person and anybody who's ever met me will tell you that. Like, if I don't agree with something, I can't hide it. I'm the same. Um, but it's not, it's not coming from a place of, I'm trying to be better and I'm trying to be a smart arse. It's just coming from a place of, I think this could be better, you know? And that's, mm -hmm. and I just remember always trying to be kept down. Um, and anyway, ended up really unhappy. And I remember one Sunday night, I thought, I'm just going to see what I can do here. And I came up with a, I don't, well, I came up with a company name sort of, it happened like a couple of weeks before, um, but I found some suppliers online, um, like some big names in the industry. And I thought, I'm going to send them an email. I'll set up an email address and I'll fire a couple of emails. Didn't think anything was going to happen. I did this about one o'clock on a Sunday morning. Um, just saying, hi, I'm a new company. I would love to be able to supply you, whatever. And I woke up in the Monday morning and I actually had replies from them. What? And I thought, holy shit. Efficient, efficient. So efficient, right? And I thought, oh my God. So I woke up and I was absolutely buzzing. So I got myself into work that day and um, I responded to the emails and I set up calls with them for when I was on my lunch break. So I remember going out 
and I sat in a Pret a Manger in Buchanan Street um, and I spoke to these suppliers and I remember thinking I literally have nothing for myself right now like I don't have a company name I'm not established zero so if they're willing to give me the time of day right now what else would they be willing to give me and help me with further down the line when I actually do have something behind mm -hmm. me and something to shout about and then the next week I handed my notice in <laughs> as you do as we do mate and as I just, like it, ballsy and Let's I just kind of went for it um because I just thought if I don't do something about it now then I never will and I was in a position where I could take the risk because I didn't you know I didn't have a family I didn't have kids or anything mm -hmm. I don't have kids but I think it's definitely riskier you know when you've got people depending on you for definitely. those things um, but I didn't so I thought well I either do it now or I never do it so um, yeah that's kind of how I got started that's that's everyone that's what you said see what you said there that's it was a perfect there's no right time but that was the right time for you yeah. I, I was the same as you like i, I was doing try to do like all my hours in the gym try to do pt and it was one of the boys in the gym says to me malcolm he's like what are you doing you cannot keep up with this and then i sat there and i'm like right it's me and laura right we're going for a mortgage Right, okay, if I keep eggs many hours, I can still go for my mortgage. See, the minute our mortgage went through, I literally mm -hmm. went in with my thing and went, I don't want any hours in your gym anymore. I just want a PT. And yeah. I done that. And it was, it's like, like you said, it's just taking that. But it, it was the right time because you don't have a young family or anything like that. So you'd have that financial risk where you were like, ah, I was the same as you. So mm -hmm. it's been brilliant. I mean, your, your business has went fantastic. It's doing very, very well. So... Talk to me about, like, you're obviously, look at your beautiful room you're in just now. So, like, is this, this is obviously you setting up in here just at the moment? Yeah, so for the past three years, what I've, I've been mobile, basically, and I've yeah. been going to clients' homes and fitting them there. Um, part of the reason for that was I wanted clients to feel comfortable, you know, in their own environment, because all my clients up until now have had, you know, they were they had breast surgery mm -hmm. um, and quite major surgery so the last thing that I wanted for them was to you know be traipsing around shops and um, standing in a horrible fitting room with horrible lighting and not feeling comfortable so I always went to them but along the way I've always had people ask me you know can I come to you like have you got anywhere and I never had anywhere Great. so during lockdown I thought right you know as everybody else was doing having a clear out and I had this spare room and it was just becoming a dumping ground. And I thought, no, this, this isn't on anymore. So yeah, I've spent the past couple of months transforming this wee room into a fitting room. Um, so yeah, I'm really pleased with it. So it'll be opening very soon. Um, so yes. The, the, you're, you're right, Bonnie, you've got nice soft colours in there. It's obviously like, it's really well lit. And that's the thing is, it's somewhere for you to have like you that's what you can do that's your work that's your work area yeah and that's where all your work is done and then like i find them far more efficient like this morning i went down the gym and i did all my paperwork and my admin because it just it made me i was in that environment i was just battering through things doing what i needed to do because that was my work area so yeah. that's uh, that's good but like and you're obviously see with that like fitting you talk about fitting, but I mean, I'm a guy, so you're probably like, oh, yeah. see when it comes to you, like, fitting, that's not just for like, surgery, that's for, I'd assume, 
all women need the correct fitted bra. I mean, I'd, I take it some women are wearing the wrong thing. I, I don't look a guy, don't I? Their chaps are going to be everywhere. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. But like, there is obviously going to be a, like, an elite. There is obviously your expertise. I mean, you must look at it and go about and go, like, I worked in Slaters, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this is where I'm putting it into this point of view, right? I worked in Slaters and I'll look at something and go, their suit hangs like a baggy shite, right? Now, that's me, but I was really, suits, I was kilts, so you yeah. knew I worked in kilts. So now when I go to weddings, I'll be like, look at this. And their like, socks are tied, their skiing dudes are on me, they're buttoning things that shouldn't have been buttoned, they're wearing a belt and they shouldn't wear a belt. So do you, obviously you can't, you've not got x-ray vision and see people's bras, but you must be able to look, we were talking about earlier on with the whole gym, you must yes. see some people and go, why are you wearing that? Oh, all the time. It's an occupational hazard and I honestly think <laughs> I look like the biggest creep out there because it is an occupational hazard. Like my eyes go straight to boobs and bums. And I like You sound like a wrong. guy. You sound like I'm a not, guy, mate. I know. And I think sometimes I am Chris, like I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but it's just I do and you can you've got a I've got a hawk eye for it. Right. You know, so I, I look at somebody and I'm like, Oh my goodness, like she needs to wear a smaller band. Oh my god, her cups are too small, like bet you she's going to be, and I try and figure out a size in my head, like right. all in the space of like a couple of seconds, I'm like, I wonder what they would be, like, she would look great in this bra, and there's so many women who, it's not something that they prioritise, um, and that I'm trying to change people's perceptions and attitudes towards underwear, mm-hmm. um, because it's something that, until, if, if, some, if you've never been fitted into a well-fitting bra, you never know how good it feels because that is honestly one of them, probably one of my favorite things about fitting somebody is when they've been wearing something that's not been right for them for so long and then you put them in a bra that feels amazing that fits them well and they're like oh my god and it's like an instant relief in their face and not just their face but their whole body like right. they hold themselves differently you know like their shoulders are back mm-hmm. they're, they're standing upright they actually feel confident um, and they're like, I've never felt like this before. And I know I sound like I'm really exaggerating it, but I'm honestly not, um, because that's the effect that good fit and underwear can have on someone. Ah, it's like, like I was bringing back to the slate thing, but I mean, you get somebody mm-hmm. that maybe wears a suit, a, a suit that, as I say, fits in terms, then all of a sudden you used to see somebody that get like a nice fitted suit. There was just that element straight away, click confidence they do their confidence get a nice shirt a nice tie they just all of a sudden they just their, their, their levels of confidence went boom, boom, boom. and it was just it was amazing it was amazing to see it i mean and like people are like, oh you're getting all how many like, clothes are kilts but it is it's the same like when i dealt with people with their weddings with their kilts and stuff like that they were like oh rounded shoulders and then all of a sudden you put them in a kilt and they felt like mel gibson and braveheart yeah. and you were like Good for you. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, it was just even a kill. But like, it, <laughs> but it was it was great to see that you sh- that you just say that the shoulders back, chest up. They were like, oh, there we go. Yeah. So no, that is brilliant. But like, if do you so like when you're doing this, I, I remember you were doing obviously like um like pajamas and stuff like that. You sitting like diving away from that a wee bit now. Would you say are you still keeping your foot in there? I'm still doing pajamas. Um, but I'm certainly branching out more. So I still specialise in post-surgery mastectomy, but I'm branching out into doing um, just kind of like regular fittings as well, because that was something that I never really did before. Like I mm-hmm. only did post-surgery mastectomy. 
but I've had so many people ask me, can you fit me? Can, and I've always had to turn people away. Right. And I'm thinking, why am I doing that? That is mental. I know. Um, so that's part of the reason why I've, I've got the fitting room now as well. Um, so what I'm encouraging people to do is when I'm going to do the fittings is I'm going to encourage them to come back for a six-month checkup. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be part of the sort of package, so to speak, um, because in an ideal world, women should be getting fitted every six months. And I know women, people will be really? listening to this Is and they'll be thinking, oh my God, I probably haven't been fitted in six years. But like, there's no time like the present to get fitted. Um, and yeah, and I think, I think I spoke to you about this kind of briefly, um, but the whole self-care movement, you know, that's been going on for the past kind of probably what, maybe three, four years, you know, when we put all this emphasis on looking after ourselves and, you know, taking care of our well-being. And I think lingerie can be a part of that. Um, it's something that we wear every day. True. You know, men and women. Um, it's something that not only protects us, but it supports us. And it's the one thing that is against our bodies all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And we put such little thought into it. You know, it's very much, yes. oh, I'll fling this bra on, I'll fling these pants on, put your clothes on, you're out the door. But I think that if people become a little bit more conscious of and aware of how, how does something feel for them? You know, how, how does that bra feel on you? Does it make you feel good? You know, does it look good under your clothes? Like, how does it feel when you put it on? Are the materials nice? How do these pants fit you? You yeah. know, do they give you the the look that you want? Have you got a wedgie all day, every day? Because if you do, then you maybe need new, new pants. Like, are they falling down? Like, all these little things to be aware of that can be, you know, like, if you did have, like, good underwear, then it really would make such a difference to how you feel and how you carry yourself throughout the day. Um, yeah. We all have our little things that make us feel good. You know, one of mine is good underwear and red lips um and i know i was under strict orders from laura today to have my red lips on (laughs) i'm not gonna lie so we basically i mean i was in the 40 man day earlier just getting everything organized and laura went she better be wearing a red lipstick (laughs) it's true mate it's true this is your trade thing this is your your thing red lips but that's the one thing for me it's it's kind of like having a game face on Mm -hmm. um and it's the same with underwear and underwear is something that is for you you know, it's for you and you alone, and it's some nobody else needs to know what you've got on underneath. But it can make you feel as if you are on top of the world. And if somebody else gets to enjoy it, then fine. You know, so be it. But first and foremost, it should be for you, and it should make you feel good. Um, and I do think it's something that's it is worthwhile investing in. I agree with you. I mean, I, I, I totally agree, we, we, especially with men. See, with training, like mm-hmm. if guys are training, you get yourself a decent pair of boxers or something. You Absolutely. cannot be wearing these ridiculous SpongeBob square pant boxers coming into train because one, things are going to go flying about that shouldn't be going flying about. You can't have balls flying about. You can't have balls flying about, right. mate. And this is the thing. And it's the, the other thing that like you talk about the element of confidence as well. Back to obviously the suit, my friend Ross, like his thing, and I still like this is his thing. He passed on before he passed away, and it's still drummed in me. Is your boxers should match, like your your boxing socks need to match. 
you match your shirt and your tie. But he always did this thing where if you're wearing if you're wearing a nice outfit and you're going on a Saturday night and you're gonna you're going out, you should have decent boxers mm-hmm. and decent socks because that's what it should be. And that's the thing. Like I have like in it like decent socks for like weddings and going out. Like that's my nice socks there. The ones and saying you get your Calvin Klein's, your Ted Baker box, whatever like that. Yeah. Like, no, that's your good one. I mean, and, and no, I totally agree with you. Like, but then. I'll have people who disagree with me because they're like, box of boxers. You have people who say to you, pants a pants. You're like, well, that's fine. But I know I'm comfy mm-hmm. and I'm not picking my boxers out my house compared exactly. to them. So, you know what I mean? I nobody, think nobody wants to be picking SpongeBob boxers uh, out their arse really at the end of the day, do they? No, it's not a sexy look. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, this is good. See, we're finding all about you, Mandy. This is what I love. I love finding more about... So, right, I want to know, why the, why the name? What, what made you choose that name of the company? This is why I like good into all this. Oh, my goodness. How did I how did I get the name? Um, so, originally, it was actually with my friend Hannah, and we... We're just, I remember we were actually just kind of stoning about the West End one day. Um, that sounds really wanky. That but was, we were. That was so, so wanky. wanky. I know, sorry. <laughs> just went, and then we had like a cup of tea and a coffee and a croissant. <laughs> oh, shut up. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I'm not even sorry because I enjoyed it. Um, we should have one of the Edinburgh uni, or Glasgow uni student accents. No. Oh. Okay. Oh. I swear too much for that. Oh, see them? Well, what you do? <laughs> oh, I recite poetry. Oh, do you? You can fuck off then. So that means that anyway, right, you were up the West so End being a wanker. We being a wanker, as I was. And I th- originally it was supposed to be French. So mm-hmm. I, I lived in France 10 years ago when I was at uni. And Hold on a minute. Right, right, wait a minute. We have missed the whole you living in France section. Wait. We can't go back now. But, mate, get in my DeLorean. In my DeLorean, <laughs> let's go. I'm Marty McFly. You can be dog, or I'll be dog. You'll be Marty McFly. Let's go. How did you end up in France? I ended up in France on an Erasmus exchange year. So right. I lived in Lyon for a year, and it was one of the best years of my life. Oh. Um, I was drunk for most of it, but nice. one of the best years of my life. Um, made some of the best friends, you know, that I've still got to this day. Are they French? Um, are they real French they're people? They're not actually French, no. Oh, I actually man. didn't really mingle with a lot of French people because I spent a lot of time in a British pub <laughs> with expats. Oh, <laughs> I know, I know. It's the most I'm British sorry. thing you've ever seen. No. It's, it's, what do you do away? <laughs> I don't mix with the French. No, I don't. <laughs> but my French did get better after, you know, a couple of bottles of red wine. And it still does to this is day. It still pre- how, how is your French now? It's a bit shite, to be honest. Yeah. But... Um, no, it's still in there. I can certainly read better French than I can speak it. Um, right, okay. Sometimes it does want to come out if I've had a few drinks and I think I'm going to sound really, really good. And it just Pure doesn't. sexy sitting there <laughs> talking French. Just I... <laughs> I, I, I mean, I won't do it right now because I know you'll get too excited. So I'm I not, will, mate. I'm not I will. It's just one of the things. <laughs> it's just one of the things. But no, that's, cl- that's class. See, you totally missed that about it. I know. So... Anyway, so going back to the name, originally it was supposed to be Sens, which is sense in French. And then I remember thinking, nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to say it like that. Nobody's going to say it in a French accent. Nobody's going to know what I'm on about. Because my first email address that I sent up, that I set up was actually that. And you then just I said thought, Sens? Sens, Sens lingerie. And I was like, that's not going to work. 
So patch that and then I just made it sense intimates and it's just I don't know, it just kinda happened. Mm. Um but there isn't really I would love to say, you know, there's a whole great meaning behind it, but there really isn't to be honest. Mate, we got the French story out with that oh. one there. I just, that was great. We, get, we even get that out. We nearly missed that. I'd be raging if we missed that. <laughs> I totally forget you lived, in, you lived in France. That's such a cool story. I, I, well, I went backpacking for a year. I mean, I did love a few places, but I think for I love France. I love France. I think, you know, a lot of people don't like the French, but I just think they're misunderstood, to be honest. We get such uh, a hard time. I, I agree with you. Although, like, my uncle Tino, who lives in Italy, he's not a big French fan. But he is like whole reasons behind it, like going back to my nono and all. But like that's a difference to it. I like the French. I thought I, I quite enjoy, I enjoyed. I've been to Paris. I've been to different parts of France. I enjoy. I'd love to go to like see where they've got like um, what do you call it? Escape to the Chateau. Like when they do stuff like that, I'd love to. Nicola and Kirsten's friend get married in a a chateau in France. Oh, I'd love to go to something like that. I think it'd be that, amazing. Honestly, that is the dream. Like. One day, when I've sold enough bras, I would love to be able to buy a wee cottage in the French countryside and go to the French markets every day and buy fresh baguette, fresh vegetables, fresh fruit. Like, that's the dream. Oh, so good. That's the dream. So good. I know. Team, I loved it. We were in France and it was Lucia. No, Sophia wasn't even one yet. And we took her and we had a market beside us. And it was one night we just had like a big buffet with the baguettes and all the fresh meats and all the fresh food. And she was loving it. She's loving all the tastes and all that. But it's just so good. Look at us in the pure culture. I know. You're hanging out of the West End, <laughs> be doing that. It's all good. Right, let's dive into this, Mandy. Right. I want to get here all about who you know what I'm going to ask you, right? So we're going to go into a couple of topics, right? Right. Uh, now, you know this is supposed to be me and you sitting, having a coffee, and like, we'll, we'll say somewhere, but we'll probably the gym. But if I had to make you a coffee, yep. what type of coffee would I be making you? You would be making me a latte. Right. With coconut milk. Oh, And nice. a shot of hazelnut. Oh, look at you. You know, I've got shots in the gym. I can do Hit that. me up. I can do that, mate. I'm kind of waiting for this. However, you? this is actually what I was going to ask you on this. Go. So I have a caffeine curfew, right? Mm-hmm. Which is actually, it's, I'm, I'm a minute away from it. It's two o'clock in the afternoon because I'm so sensitive to caffeine. Okay. So how would you feel about getting some decaf in the gym? To be I fair, know. no, a couple of people have asked for that. Um, I just wouldn't be, I need to be powdered stuff then. Oh, instant. Well, what, but you can't, can you do a decaf like beans? Yeah. Mate, don't you be serving me some instant powder? Right, I'll look into that. I've never done Pish. that before. Right, I, I've only just started being a barista. <laughs> My God, like, I'm going to say it. Get I know. Right, I'm just right, throwing okay. it out there. I know it's Leave con- that with me. Decaf is controversial, I know, but I'm just... Them, no, no, I'd, 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 um, I think, do you know, you, that's actually a couple of people have said to me about um, curfews with coffee. Um, sometimes I'm the same. Do you know a big one as well I've found with people's coffee? Some people don't drink coffee because it just raises their anxiety levels through the roof. And mm-hmm. I, I've, I've been there, like, see if I've had like, a crazy day. Well, let's just see when uh, Nicola Sturgeon was talking about no opening the gyms, I, I knew I couldn't talk, I'd take a coffee like after a certain thing because I was like, I'm just going to be 
like up the bowl. Yeah. I mean, so no, it's it's like it, mate. You know, I'm always up for suggestions. Call these stupid pillows. I've actually been looking at see, <laughs> see, because I've had to do this obviously podcast in my bedroom for yep. the past couple. Seeing a look at who I'd been in bed, who I'd be in bed with for the past couple of podcasts is pretty good, by the way. I could actually just, I could actually spare a theme, and we could just run with that. Could be. Uh, I was going to say something, but I think it'd be inappropriate. So I'm going to stop myself. Wait, no, go, no, not, Amanda, no, no, Amanda, no, 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 Don't no, stop yourself. No, just go no, with no, it. Chris, don't do that to me. Your friend's my wife. It's there. okay. We're, we're comfortable in this situation. <laughs> no, let's move on. What we are you going to ask me? <laughs> oh, you are, well, I want to know you. You've got me intrigued. No. Oh, God's sake, Mandy. Right, okay. So I made you a coffee. Right. right so that's fine. But maybe we okay. need a decaf. Now, I'm going to get you a pizza. Mm-hmm. Now, this is... This is a game changer whether we end our friendship or not. What would you have on your pizza? You know what I would have on my pizza. Cool. Um, I would have. I love a Hawaiian. Just but a I want a, a change no. the base to a bar. So this is if I'm ordering from Domino's, right? So oh right. Hawaiian, right. Let's just end this podcast now. Yeah, a Domino's pizza. Don't Mandy, you dare. Mandy, you. You eat some fantastic food. You go for uh, amazing meals, and you're sitting here hitting me with a shitey Domino's pizza. Chris, you know everybody loves a Domino's. No, they don't. I don't. Yes, I they do. Them. You're I at it. You're at like it. I don't believe you. I don't like them. Are you trying to say if I had a Domino's delivered to your door right now, you would chuck it in the bin? I don't I think d- so. No, because I'm a fat bastard. But <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> but at the same point, I would eat it and be like, I don't like this. Bullshit. Anyway, I would have a Hawaiian and I would have a barbecue base. I would have extra mushrooms and extra pineapple. <laughs> I feel like you've actually came through the screen and slapped me right across the face <laughs> and went, fuck you. That's basically what you've done to me. That is disgusting. It's not disgusting. That and I'd dis- maybe throw some jalapenos on there as well because I like some spice too. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just, I know it's just escalated really quickly, but... Do you know what? You've went too far. You've just went too far. I don't even know if we can go back for this. Right, now you can make it up to me, right? What we're going to do is, we're going to have a dinner party. Right. I can't be be at your... I can be there in spirit, but you can't have me as one of the five. I know you would, but who... Who is the five people, dead or alive, not physically dead, not coming back as zombies, but coming back in themselves, who would you have as your five guests? Well, do you know, I was actually going to ask, I was going to have you because you've been on at me for years to be making you dinner. Right, And okay. I was actually going to invite you. Oh, are you? Oh, well, oh. I was going to. Oh, well, I think fine, I'll come along. That's actually nice. You're the first person I've had me on since I've asked this question. So, thanks very much. I'll come along, mate. Right, okay. So... Other than you, I would have Michelle Obama because oh, nice. oh, I have the biggest girl crush on her ever. I just think she is amazing. So um, they are, which I think makes her more sexy because she's just, she's just a, you just wouldn't have mess with her. She's nah. just amazing. She's just, yeah, total girl crush. So I would have her. Um, I think you could have a good giggle with her as well. Aye. I would have, this is controversial, I would have Kim Kardashian. Oh, no. Why not? Because she's just an arsehole. Although, yeah. Kim, if you would like to come on the podcast, feel free. <laughs> well, I don't think she's going to take you up on your offer now. She's not, is rude. she? No. I'm, just, I'm not a fan of Kardashians. I just don't like them. I would like to see her up close. I would like to see what she's actually like up close and, you know, whether you could see any surgery things. And... 
whatever else. <clears throat> and the next person I would have is Sarah Blakely, who is the founder of Spanx. All right, okay. So she, I follow her on Instagram. Um, I think she's quite funny, but I just think she, like her story and how she got started and the business that she's built and the kind of culture of the company and everything, I think is just amazing. Like it's very aspirational. Um, so I would have her. I would have Oprah Winfrey because Ooh. who does not love Oprah? And she has, she also has an amazing podcast. Obviously not as good as yours. It's obviously a shake if it's mine. Obviously pish. Um, no, I, 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 Laura <laughs> was listening to Oprah the other day. Um, she is amazing. Like, I, I love like I love like women that are doing like I guess now like six I've got two girls I'm just like I just like, you're, like I want you to see like, like look look at everything like what you can do, do you know what I mean yeah. but I'm obviously I'm quite like woman power anyway do you know what I mean like hence because there's loads of female members at our gym and stuff like that. so and I was actually watching um, how many people are viewing my Instagram the other day and is it more women than anything do you know what I mean so you're always better. Eh? Women are, I, I've met women all the way. What's that? All the way. Boobs. Boob um, and one, I've got one more. I know oh. that makes it six. No, we can boot me out. I'm don't mind. I'll just, I, do you know what? I'll eat the leftovers. I would quite like Tom Hanks to be there. So I was kind of thinking, right? I was like, I want to have a male, but I couldn't decide. I was like, do I have somebody who I would find really interesting and who Fine. I quite admire? Or to have somebody who I would just like to sit and look at. And so you've got me there just to sit and look at. Well, yeah. And then you've got... <laughs> 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 no, Tom Hanks is class. That's who I'm at. Look at you like that. Oh, did I mean that? <laughs> smooth though. It was very smooth. Tom Hanks is a good one. I like this one. I like uh, Tom Hanks. What's your favourite Tom Hanks film? Oh my goodness. Um, Sleepless in Seattle. I like Sleepless in oh, Seattle. It's a classic. It's, I love Big though. Big, he's just all his movies are so good. Forrest Gump, You've Got Mail, Philadelphia, Green Mile, like all of them are just amazing. I've never watched Philadelphia all the way through. I've never actually, I've never, it's a film I've never really, I've seen the beginning of it and I can't remember what happened and I never got to finish it, but it's that's a shout. I might actually watch that. So that's when, when I was sitting there and that Philadelphia came up my head, I'm like, you've not actually seen Philadelphia, so mm, it's mm. very good. It's is very good. good. Mate, this is some very good ones. I, I like your dinner table. But now, obviously, we had Connie on last week. And yep. you're on yourself, so another fantastic guest. What we're going to do is, it was a great wee topic we came up with. And it was very off the cuff, asking Connie what type of books she, she liked reading or things that maybe she thought would inspire others. Now, this mm -hmm. can be from things like an autobiography to like maybe a self-help book, to even just a book, a fictional book that you thought, do you know what, it's a really good read. doesn't need to be, by the way, it doesn't need to be inspirational. It's just your pick of books. So go and give me, there's no, I've not got a set number on this, by the way. Right. Just don't have 40. Like, um, okay. give me a couple of books that you would recommend to the listeners. Okay, so... I've got three off the top of my head. I've actually got two here. In fact, they're oh. all here because I'm sitting in front of my bookcase. But I've got two and I pulled them out to show you. Oh, look at you. You're so organised. I'm so organised. Um, so the first one is, it's called The Happiness Project. All right. By Gretchen Rubin. Right. And I remember reading about this book and I remember seeing it in um, Schiphol Airport in Amsterdam a few years ago. And I thought, I need to read that. And it's basically about this woman who 
it's, it's non-fiction and she embarked on a happiness project and it was basically about taking looking at all the different areas of her life and basically trying to find happiness so we get so caught up in day-to-day -day life you know and you end up in a sort of you don't you're not very conscious of what you're doing you know you go into autopilot and you do things mm -hmm. and all too often things kind of get on top of us and you forget to find happiness in little things you know we, for, we forget to be playful you know yes. sometimes we forget to have a laugh and we forget to relax and we forget to be present and enjoy time with people and that's just a tiny little part of it but um yeah that i found that really good and really like kind of gives you some food for thought so i'll give it to you and you can Oh no, don't! I'll, I'll just it? buy it because I'm a mother. I'll, I'll never give you it back. Okay, I'll just uh, 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 no. See, that's I will pull it about that. I will pull it about. I've seen people go. I'll give you it. Like, no, what's the name of it? What's the cover? Right, cool. I'll go and buy it because I was <laughs> like, eh, I'm this mother. Right, go next. So the next one is a book called "Girl Stop Apologizing" by Rachel Hollis. So I just Rachel, picture her saying, "Girl, stop apologizing." That's, that's yeah, exactly just... how I say it in my head too. Is that you say? Oh, yeah, that's how I say it. Right. And she is a. Uh, sort of like she's built an amazing business as well but she kind of does a lot of like motivational speaking again i follow her on instagram and this this is why i got her book so this book is about um the first section of it is all about ex like excuses that we make um as women so for example things like oh i'm not going to do that because that's not what other women do yeah. um, i don't have enough time i'm not good enough to do this um, and things that we basically tell ourselves like, oh, I'm not a good enough daughter. I'm not a good enough wife, you know, and things that people go through every single day. And like she puts her own personal experiences into it and they were so relatable. And I remember reading it, do you know what I mean? When you like drink up a book yeah, and you're reading it and you're thinking, holy shit, like I totally get what she's feeling and what she means. And I think, you know, we're always comparing ourselves to people and, reading that makes you realize we're all the same you know it doesn't matter how big your business is and what you do for a living or whether you have a family whether you're married or on your own or not you still we still all have the same worries um you know and the same thoughts and um it's quite comforting it was quite a comforting book to sort of read that and but what she did was she covered each of these excuses and then there was like three three things to help you change those behaviours. Well, see, that's really good. I like this. So it wasn't just, oh, here's my story. This is, you know, this is what I think. It was like, this is what I did to try and stop these negative patterns of thought and all of that. And that was really interesting as well. Oh, see, I'd, I'd love that. It's, it's a, that's a big thing I'm trying to really work on is that. And it's like you said, it's like, people doing the same thing as you and you sort of compare yourself and that I, I've now like, I don't follow a lot of people because I'm like stop comparing yourself like just try and be be you and yeah. that's what I've done and that's that's part of the reason I've done my, I've changed my, my Instagram into a blog because I'm like I'm just mm. going to be me and if people unfollow me I don't I don't care because they shouldn't be following me anyway and yeah. that's like that's really good actually oh, mate this is two books I'm, but though although I keep saying girl I don't know why girl. I keep hitting it girl you're going to change uh, it to boy boy <laughs> stuff <laughs> I, this is good so two good books so far go you've so, got another one what's your other one so another one um, I don't know if I was going to talk about this one but it's called 
Postscript by Cecilia Ahern. Okay. And you'll have heard of the book P.S. I Love You, or the movie P.S. I Love You. Yes. Jenner Butler and Hilary Swank. Yes. So this Apparently is... Apparently a very good book. Terrible movie, but a very good book. Well, I thought the movie was all right. Yeah. Is that, was that not the consensus? Mm. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I heard the book was amazing, though. The books are up... Books are always going to trump movie. Very do rarely do. do movies trump the book. This is we've talked about Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. This uh, and our picture Tom Hanks is um, what's his name? Is it Langford and Da Vinci Code? Yes. I picture Tom Hanks as him, right? All the way, even when I was reading it years ago, when I was years and years ago, when I was like 18, 19, I always pictured Tom Hanks as a guy in the Da Vinci Code, and he played the role. Amazing movies, meh. Didn't read the movies. I. I'd, I think I watched one or two of the movies, but I definitely preferred the books. I remember devouring see? the books. I remember that in high school. Oh, see, oh, you're younger than me. I forget this. We don't talk not, about that. It's a, not it's a that safe... much. Aye, what are you? Thirty-one. Thirty-four. Hey, getting old. on, getting on, um, getting, close, getting closer to forty. As long as I can get that George Clooney look, man, and the grey hair, and all that. You're getting so, there. Just see? shave that beard again. <laughs> Sake. I know, I give you such a hard time about it, but you just don't look like you when you do. Sophia was looking at pictures earlier and we were putting pictures up on the wall and she went, Daddy, why do you look so different? And I'm <laughs> like, okay, okay, <laughs> all the women in my life who seem to slate me for not having a beard, right, that's fine. Right, go, so your, your third book then, so this is the same writer as P.S. I Love You. Yes, and this is the, is it the I think I said prequel, but it's actually the sequel. Okay. Um, and I read that during lockdown and it's a very 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 sad book I actually probably cried my way through it so basically it's about, um, a group of people who are terminally ill for all and they come together and they create this group because they want to write letters and leave letters for their loved ones um, so basically in the same sort of way that you know kind of Jerry did in PS I Love You uh-huh. And they wanted to kind of emulate that for their loved ones. But it really brought up a lot of questions of, you know, when they were doing that, the things that they were doing, they were doing it, were they doing it for themselves or were they actually doing it for the loved ones that they were going to be leaving behind? Mm-hmm. And it really, yeah, it was, it really gave a lot of food for thought. Um, Ooh, I like a bit like But that. it was very sad, very, very sad. And, I actually had to take a break from it. Um, oh, really? Yeah, like because I got so upset, and I was like, I, I think I took about a week off of not reading it um, before I could go back. Wow. So I know, but yeah, that's one of them. I know it's not a very hmm. cheery one, but it's... no, I thought that this is what I love, but because this is this is the whole idea. It's giving people. With books to like, the, the reading in general is amazing, and this is the, the whole thing. It doesn't like I'm the same. Like I, I found myself getting absolutely scunnered with like self help books and books to try and motivate and business books and stuff like that. And it was Laura that said to me, she's like, "Here's that new one by was it Rich Richard Adewadi? How do you see his name? He was in the IT crowd." I know who. Yeah, I can. You know who I'm on about? Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't remember how to pronounce his name, and but um. She's like, I'm going to get you that book. You need a wee break away from some stuff like this. And, and I was, I'm, I'm getting that an audio book to go when I'm going to walk in and you know, I'm cycling and stuff like that. Just to, 
Like I've read like Atomic Habits, Chimp Paradox, I'm reading 59 seconds, all, all these amazing books which are great, but I don't feel like I'm absorbing them the way I should yeah. be. So no, I, I like that, but like you say, it's something completely different, it's just a wee bit different, but you still got stuff from it. It was food for thought for you. It was, and I, I, it's definitely going to be a book that sticks with me. Because um, I'm looking, I'm actually looking at my bookshelf right now because it's right in front of me, but I've got, see all those books that you mentioned, like The Chimp Paradox, I've got Tony Robbins books and I think, see, when you start the journey of becoming self-employed, you you need to become your own biggest cheerleader. And I think that's something that's quite common in terms of y- you look for help, yes. basically. And you're looking for help from these books to try and, like, g yourself up and motivate mm-hmm. yourself and, you know, build your confidence. And But there comes a point where it does become tiring. Yes. And you kind of there's so many messages coming from all these successful and amazing people and then you get to a point and you're like i can't be arsed listening to this anymore you know I, because it, it's you can't be constantly learning all the time and i think that books like the cecilia hearn books i love a chick flick book and i love mm-hmm. books that are just completely removed from everyday life and learning and being an entrepreneur and motivating sometimes you just want to get lost in a story Mm-hmm. That is absolutely nothing to do with everyday life and you, and that's it, you know, and it just takes you away for a few hours. Aye, 100%. And that that's the thing. Like, I, I love reading the girls' bedtime stories because they're just nice, wee stories, be happy stories, be happy endings. And it's nice that, uh, like, getting lost in it. Cause sometimes I'm reading their books and I'm like, oh, I wonder what happens next. Yeah. How does how does that elephant get out there? Do you know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> but it's it's fun and it's enjoyable and it, it's something that, as you say, being self-employed, your your brain is always going, mm-hmm. and it's just something they just allow you to switch off and go and do things. That's that's the best thing about it, Mandy. I've loved yeah. this. Me too. I would, I've really really, really enjoyed it. I would. Do you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to get like you and a couple of people and do like a wee, when I when I get enough mics. I'm a wee bit skint now, <laughs> but when I get enough mics, or we could do it through Zoom. But um, I'd love to do something that like uh, like a table chat, and I'd love to get you involved in it and just have a small group of people and just have. I think like, there we go. We came up with a new. We've came up with another another thing to do in the podcast, but. Um, I think we could do that because I've really enjoyed this and I've enjoyed like your stories and where you've came from, where you're at now. And I've also enjoyed your books. I'm really interested to go and see this. Although you can absolutely get to fuck if you think you're ordering the pizza. But have you ever thought about the fact that maybe I put all that stuff in the pizza just so I can get one to myself and I don't need to share? Oh, <laughs> oh, this is, this, I mean, is, this is why you're a successful businesswoman. This is why, <laughs> I mean, okay. Touche, my friend. Touche, my friend. <laughs> I will not touch your pizza. Uh, okay, okay. But Mandy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. I can't me. wait to get this out. And um, oh, there's Sophia came in. Perfect timing. So, Mandy, thanking you, and I will see you soon. <laughs>